0: This
1: is Jesus. Yes, and he's in a stripy jacket, but he uh-huh. has a beard and there are two fairy angels above him and a pig and snakes looking at him between two watercoloured trees. And there's a cow or a dog or something.
0: Uh-huh. A pig, there, I think. Yeah. And he's got a halo. And butterflies, oh, he always would. These are his friends. He had 12 of them. He had 12 friends, yes. One of them, a bit grumpy. Yeah. Who's that who's looking all grumpy? Always no, he's looking in the wrong direction. Naughty Judas Iscariot. Mm. Very pale, these friends. They must live in
1: Scandinavia.
0: Jesus could do amazing miracles mm-hmm. and no one could work out how they were done.
1: <laughs> really James Randi wasn't
0: around. It's true. And yeah. the fact that he just said how they're done. The, yeah. Through miracles. The power of God. Yes, miracles. He told marvellous stories all for free
1: standing on a big, big, big sand mound, flapping his arms about in his stripy red and white
0: tunic. And the crowd are saying, Wonderful, encore! And someone says to their friend, I told you he was good. <laughs> Capital G. Do you think that person has a big nose in reference to Monty Python? I like to no, think he does. Oh, okay. Yeah. Each day he worked hard to make everything around him beautiful. By
1: throwing multicoloured watercolours at things.
0: That's right. Yeah. As we know, that's what Jesus did. Yeah. He went to naked, making everything beautiful by painting things with multicolored
1: watercolors. He was a graffiti artist
0: until one day mm-hmm. he woke up exhausted from saving the world. His feet are sticking out the bottom of
1: his um, mattress, which suggests <laughs> to me that he needs to get a he needs to do the miracle of the bigger bed making.
0: <laughs> Being a carpenter,
1: and also you know. You'd think that, you know, he's not the double of the Jews, he's the king of the Jews, and therefore should have a bed the size of a king.
0: Is that right? He must have slightly misunderstood the humility of mm. Jesus. Maybe he had, oh
1: right, so he was showing off, oh, look mm. at how tiny my bed yeah, that's is. That's right. My little feet are sticking right at the bottom of it, but it's I'm not true. going to fix it. That's right. I
0: deserve this because I committed all the sin in the world. Right. <laughs> That day, the miracles didn't go quite so well. Oh, do. What's happening to Jesus here, Nick? He's trying to walk on water, but he's now sinking. He is sinking. <laughs> he's going, doh. Nor did the stories. Then he saith, "Oh, was it she who saith, oh, do. He doesn't Said. know. No, he's had a lapse. The next morning, Jesus went to the doctor. Yeah, the apothecary. After examining him, the doctor advised, Take the day off, Jesus. Relax. Enjoy yourself. Sit in the sun. Is this it's a good God, thing to do in this, Nazareth, is, is, this is to from sit Ma- in the sun. Is this from Matthew or John? I believe this is uh, from the, the unknown text M. Right. <laughs> So Jesus told his friends what the doctor had ordered and then went for out for a walk. It was a lovely, cloudless day. Can you imagine sitting in the sun in Nazareth on a cloudless day? Yeah, I imagine he cursed a fig tree. First of
1: all, he did cartwheels right across the desert. And he's doing going yippee and Jesus is doing cartwheels across the desert. That's right. Yeah. Then he played catch with his halo. He is playing catch with his halo, I can't say anything more than that. That's true,
0: no, I'm sorry. Then he had a picnic. I know he's made lots and lots of loaves and fishes. He's only, only got himself. five loaves and two fishes, but I imagine that's going to last him an awfully long time. Yes, and, and, oh, and also he seems to be killing some birds. It's <laughs> true. After that, he had a refreshing swim. Now, this picture you can talk us through. Right, at the bottom of the frame,
1: we can see that Jesus has left all his clothing and indeed his halo on the <laughs> that's beach. That's right. So he's swimming naked. Uh, above the frame, you can see that there are fishers of men in their mm-hmm. boats, two lots in their boats with their net, empty nets, and Jesus is swimming
0: atop the level of the water, but fortunately the spray is obscuring his holy nakedness. That's true. Now, Jesus looks like he's having a, a right good time, doesn't he? But the disciples here look very sad. They are crossed because they are sad. bereft. Their, their Lord, their Messiah, is apparently abandoned yes. his, uh... for a day off. <laughs> And finally he went on a long donkey ride, something he always enjoyed. And what's he saying? YEE Ha on the back Don- of his the donkey. Donkey doesn't look too impressed. Donkey, I think the donkey's fine in that picture, I think he's okay. He's being cruel. It had been a wonderful day, but towards the end, as he sat in the sun, Jesus suddenly felt sad. For the day for really the day had been wasted and he'd helped no one. Sad he is. Oh, it is
1: sad, yes. He's upset. He's guilty now.
0: In fact, he felt so bad he decided to tell his dad about it. Right. <laughs> Enjoying this so far. Well, it's
1: interesting. I mean, clearly they see him as a completely different character. Well, you just wait. Well, this is clearly. um... Well, okay, I will wait before I Jeez. make my judgement on precisely how <laughs> evil
0: and no, I can't even speak. It's making me so ravaged with anger. <laughs> Jesus loved his dad very much. Dad knew everything and always had the right thing to say. He climbs the top of the mountain. Back on the top of his hill of sand again. When Jesus told him about his day off, his dad said, "Look down there a minute, son." A minute. So Jesus, so he in his dad's voice, sorry. Look down there a minute, son. He's bright <laughs> blessed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So Jesus looked down. This is where this book gets good. Mm. Where you did your cartwheels, fountains of water appeared in the desert. (laughs) Right. Where you threw your halo and ate your picnic, the trees bloomed with fruit. Mm. When you went swimming, the fishermen had lots of luck. Happy unintended consequences, right? The fishermen are all happy. (laughs) That's right. Lots of fish in their nets. And whoever you passed on your donkey felt instantly happy. Um, Lord, it's whomever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, come on. <laughs> so you see, here's a moral, you ready? Yeah. When you're feeling better yourself, you can only make others feel better too. I was just that Stalin was feeling very good many times. <laughs> Stop it, God's saying this. I was won't say it like God then. Jesus, sorry So you see, when you're feeling better yourself You can only make others feel better too That's God's voice Jesus knew that as usual his father was right Thanks dad, he said When Jesus got home his friends were so happy to see him looking so well They cooked him a delicious supper And then can you see the disciples all gathered round? Somebody's looking very angry. Oh, there's one disciple who looks very cross. Looking to camera, in fact. Yes, it could be the last of these
1: suppers. It could
0: very well be, couldn't it? But Jesus looks very happy just there. Yes, he does. Lovely white Jesus with his rosy red cheeks. (laughs) Got a bit of sunburn. (laughs) No, he hasn't. He's completely pale. (laughs) That night, after he'd said his prayers, Jesus slept soundly. Mm. Now I need to look at the disciples in bed here. Okay. can you see Potholimu.
1: yes yes yes
0: one of the disciples isn't sleeping he's looking very angrily at Jesus naughty his... Judas Iscariot in his little bed scowling at Jesus wide awake
1: yes plotting
0: away indeed the next morning he was glad he'd taken a rest he had this funny feeling there was a lot more good work to be done funny feeling the end how does a Christian deal with this sort of book? Because
1: I would imagine that Jonathan Tinsley would find it quite offensive. I would hope he would, because
0: I find it offensive too. No, and I'm of the more offen- less easily offended end of the Christian scale. But I imagine that this book is, I'm not saying Jonathan's not, by the way, I'm just saying of all Christians. But I imagine that
1: this is nevertheless considered a good book for a Christian to have. That just seems no, odd. No,
0: it is not. It is not considered. I found that book originally in the Guildford Cathedral... A Christian library. Well, exactly.
1: It was in a cathedral, for goodness sake.
0: <laughs> in their library. And I rented it immediately. And I bought my own copy more recently because you have to have a copy of Jesus' Day Off. Another know? classic story from the author of Jesus' Christmas Party. Now, I, I thought, <laughs> when I saw there was a book called Jesus' Christmas Party, I thought... That is, this is going to be the greatest book ever written, but yeah. actually, it's just a very lame, uh, nat- non-biblical nativity story. All oh, right. I was really disappointed. I thought it would be about Jesus celebrating Christmas with his friends, which couldn't have been better.
1: That would have been sweet. It would have been extraordinary. Well, it's appropriate because what we're talking about today is how do we get Britain's heathen backside heaved back onto a Christian pew? Is that right? Yes, and that's what we're not. You we should, re- we
0: should, we should read the other, the other book. That's that what we're he's going to The other book was called. Heaven and the Queen's Knickers Heaven and the Queen. Is it Heaven? Or Heaven and the Queen's Knickers? Not sure Is it all one book title? It, I want to know It probably isn't This is an absolutely extraordinary book That doesn't even have the beginnings of an understanding Of anything to do with Christianity It's so strange Well it just treats Jesus as a, as a funny... That's true and, But here. the moral message is If you're feeling good Then everyone else can't help but feel better around you Which is an extraordinary thing to claim I would suggest it it's needs so more strange. evidence
1: then, than this one parable to prove that. Can I have something to drink, Oh, yes, you should have
0: something to drink. Yes. This is, um, again, do you remember uh, our, my, my New Forest trip? When was that? Three and a half million years ago. Three and a half weeks ago or something. Something Four like weeks that. Four ago. More, yeah. um, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, and we went in and then we were trapped by the family. Yes, we the leave. Chub, chub family. And in there they had uh, these various things. And I bought myself mm-hmm. a bottle of non-alcoholic forest rum and raisin flavoured drink. Oh,
1: this is non-alcoholic, is it?
0: Yeah, sorry.
1: It's rum. It's rum and raisins.
0: Rum, rum. and raisin, yeah. Like in rum doings. Oh. I bought it just for you. Okay. Uh, do you want to know the ingredients? Yeah. You're going to recognise the, the, the first couple as rum soon as you taste it. and raisin. <laughs> no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Water. Well, that makes it swishy. Cane sugar. Mm-hmm. Flavour rum and raisin. Flavour rum and flavor raisin. Flavour rum and raisin. Mm-hmm. Citric and malic acid. Oh, dear. Colour caramel. hmm Preservative. And potassium sorbate. Which preservative? No, no, just preservative.
1: Right, so there's some artificial on raisin flavouring in sugar water <laughs> yes
0: that's right ok let's you'll try. never guess what this... now I have tasted this before I haven't just undoing the, the cap here there we go I have not tasted this you can have as much of this as you like stop no stop. you're having low there you go you have to have that oh, much because I've it all to go away oh. it smells fine. are you excited it smells of something disappointing.
1: Oh, it's awful. It smells it? of a bad Christmas pudding.
0: Yes. This is forest rum and raisin. Now, the wine we had last week was fantastic. Yeah. So we should go visit that shop. And the mead shop. before, that was very good too. I was indifferent to mead. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to know the face that Nick just pulled, YouTube uh, baby and lemon. And the very many videos of babies chewing it's on lemons. Weird. That's the face that Nick just pulled. It's really sad, this drink. It is, right? isn't it? I thought you were going to say sour, because it is so sour. No, it does taste like a disappointing Christmas pudding. Mm. It's much worse than that. You couldn't have a Christmas pudding this disappointing. <laughs> you could. It's basically, the basic ingredients An Asda as Smart Price Christmas I'm Pudding. I still think that would taste better, because at least it would have... You think an Asda Smart uh, Price ...sultanas Christmas and fruits inside there and things. Whereas this is... It's insipid, isn't it? It's, oh... It's also too sweet, as well as yes. it? sour. Yes, it tastes like the smell of a bad uh, um, deodoriser in a room. If you made a drink out of that smell, <laughs> oh god, it's horrible! It's really gross, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not going to drink anymore. Can you honestly. taste the rum and the raisin? I can taste an attempt at raisin. Yeah, I can't taste You can any taste the back rum. of the raisin on the back of your tongue, can not you? Mm. There's no rum there at all. Nothing. There's nothing even vaguely rum-like. No. Awful. How did you inflict me on this? <laughs> I bought it specially for you.
1: Thank you. Ugh,
0: <sighs> terrible
1: stuff. Yes. Mm, me... No, it's oh, it's still unpleasant. Has it not got better since in the mm. last minute? No, it hasn't at all.
0: That's interesting. Uh,
1: so what are you doing for exercise since you've decided you're not going to be doing any running? Are you still doing your swimming? Yes. How's it going?
0: It's. I'm getting better each time apart from the uh, most one recent time when I got cramp in my foot. Why would you get crap in your Because the swimming pool was minus 4 degrees Celsius. You mm. had to chip your way through the ice to climb in. But a swimming pool, it purports to be 29 degrees, and it absolutely isn't. It's actually quite painful to get in. You well, have to do that... Well, when when, when you... I
1: was in um, Texas, I swam in a lake by a um, by a dam, and mm. it was lovely to swim in a lake, of course. As mm, I so you don't get all the chlorine, and the temperature's absolutely. nice, and you feel boundless. I guess what I don't like about swimming is the chlorine and being bounded knowing that you can crash into a wall it okay is, yes. like a goldfish in a bowl <laughs> and i quite like the fact that you just had a lake and you could swim you every direction you could swim and you'd be too tired to continue swimming and wouldn't have to change direction i, I quite like that yeah. yeah and then suddenly swimming made more of a sense well i found it very tiring but it made more sense and i like the silky non chlorinated nature of the water right. as well and when you got out, you didn't smell of anything
0: and of course it's better than seawater as well because you're not Yes, tacky and smelling um, yes,
1: the sea. So if you put, open your eyes or you put your tongue out, you don't taste salt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, s- the sea Swimming in a good sea is Oh, fun. swimming in the sea is fantastic, but it's the after effects. It's, really it's lot, great fun, things. yes. And although I prefer to swim in a sea where there's a good balance between waves that are buoyant, but also I don't want waves to be so bad that they're actually violent and thugs. Especially I as you go into the... The bit between the surf and where you just get the gentle bobbings, mm-hmm. you can get some quite unpleasant breakers upon you, smashing you like a, well, very, I like ang- like a very angry water god. But
0: I like that if it's uh, when we, when Laura and I were in Woolacombe many, many millions of years ago, we we deliberately went and fought the waves, and that was great fun because they're surfers. Who waves. won? Uh, I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's good, and that's fantastic because they're more powerful than you, and they can send you flying, and that's really fun. They're not, there's no ambiguity there. You're not imagining it's going to be nice, gentle bobbing, and then suddenly one sneaks up on you. Mm. These are huge, big crashing waves that are going kind of, to. Can't run away observe. from them, though. You could just jump into them and let them sweep you to the shore, mm. which is lots of fun. I bet you could be submerged. You, you can. can you really are. Get water in your ear. <gasps> water in your ear? From that, oh. there is no recovery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you ever have your Have you ever had your ear syringed?
0: Never. I always think it sounds like it'd be brilliant, though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and suddenly to hear things again i had a cold a couple of weeks ago uh-huh. and what most annoying part of that was my ears were blocked it's not so much that you know you can't hear anything properly but it's the sort of the pressure you feel in your mm. ears because they're blocked and the worst thing is one of the ears then becomes slightly unblocked so suddenly you know what you're missing in the yeah. other ear and then the contrast becomes excruciating And at that point i was just desperate i wanted there to be a big syringe just to pull everything out and reopen them again
0: um, well unfortunately Both my ears Are permanently In that blocked state Because my nose Is permanently blocked And my ears go with it I don't approve and of that ev- and No nor do I And so every now and then It's normally about once a year My ears will properly clear And I'll suddenly hear everything And as as I as just run around Listening to As if, as if, as if to heaven things. is Absolutely And it's like, it's like Suddenly everything's In glorious Technicolor sound mm. And I, I just run around listening you rea- you to things forget- and it seals up after about 10 minutes yes but you know. it also seals up slowly, slowly so, so you don't suddenly realise
1: actually yeah, I'm not yeah. experiencing it anymore
0: and that's permanent well, or why don't you get a time. syringe well I d- syringing would do nothing what I need to do is have an operation on my nose and I'm too scared to do it from then because I had one when I was a teenager I don't think I've told this story before yeah. when I was 15 or 16 I, I, know. My, I was diagnosed with alternately swelling mucous membranes why do they do this well that's what they diagnosed me with uh, which is why mine, I, I always have one nostril blocked um, and so I went for this most they, people
1: have yes, one
0: I have one nostril I can't breathe through at all just complete clog but, but the other one that well, mine's also they're yeah, all post cold it's not mm. no usually one nostril will be easier to breathe up than another and oh, that no, certainly, that's normal certainly but not being able to breathe through it at all is not and, and this has been the case so they diagnosed with this and they sent me for this operation and they opened me up and they did all this GA operation and then I woke up a gay operation Yes, a gar, a gar operation. Yes. I woke up the next well, that more night or whatever, and they told me, "Operation's been a complete success. You'll have nosebleeds for a bit. Fine. Otherwise, I'll be on your way." Yeah. And uh, after two weeks of just the most horrendous nosebleeds, my dad called the hospital and said, "Should this be happening?" I said, "Oh yes, yes. It's perfectly normal. It's perfectly fine." Um, nothing to worry about and then eight weeks after my operation I went in for the post-operation appointment at which point they said to me when we were doing the operation we realised you didn't have alternately swelling mucous membranes but we burnt them back anyway Right, um, what's actually wrong is your me. septum is maligned but we thought we'd burn back your mucous membranes anyway so you could have weeks and weeks of hideous discomfort why did they and then, then we'd back lie up? to you and tell you that the operation of a complete success and we knew during the operation that it was guaranteed to fail that sounds negligent to me and a also, little bit
1: why did they damage a perfectly
0: healthy part of your body for no well, reason well you, you can assume maybe they were slightly swollen or, but they realised it was the maligned septum was the issue then show you what and what then you they just lied to me about it close it up and then say Hello, you have a line septum, shall we deal with that? Mm-hmm. Um, they could have just bloody well done that instead. Anyway, so many years later I went back to get, uh, do it all again and then they said to me that there's a very small risk, but a real risk, that in doing this they can make a small perforated hole mm. and if they do that you will whistle as you breathe for the rest of your life now is that a gamble that's worth taking bearing in mind how badly they let me down there's a different hospital of course but how badly they let me oh, down the last time fill the hole with polyfiller. there's nothing you can do to fix the, the tiny because there's a tiny micro hole that means I do that awful yeah that, that, that whistle as I breathe I could not be the person who whistles as I breathe for the rest of my life I just don't know if it's worth the risk of having a permanently blocked nose or whistling yeah whistling breathing I hope that's getting picked up Imagine just being with me Imagine the person Who marries me Lying next to me In bed just listening to that You're sitting in a cinema And there's
1: a very quiet room Yes <laughs> And there's shots, you're just, you're go, go. <whistles> So you have to hold your breath It's not worth
0: the risk So you, know, is so it? you hold your breath And eventually <gasps> <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it myself. I can't take that gamble I don't care how small oh, The chances yeah. are Bear in mind how I mean, inept they've proved these. This can't this they prove it to blue attack you.
1: or something? The You'd think, whole, you yeah, so I wouldn't have thought it shouldn't be. But apparently,
0: there's no, there's absolutely no reversing. No cure known to man. It. That's that's what I was emphatically told by the ENT specialist. He sounds like a rubbish. She. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a, it, would it, If if I told you that she was Asian, would that make it worse for you or better? Well, I'd expect more of her. Would you? <laughs> yes. This
1: is rebalancing the books
0: so what you're saying it goes men is equally good to Asian yeah. it's a strange it's a strange hierarchical system isn't it? but it's woman is bad equally to those two things it's a strange system isn't it? so women Asian Asian women are in the middle there are plenty <laughs> of women <laughs> Asians that's a much better way around of saying that there are plenty of good lady doctors yes there are mm. and,
1: and plenty right. of very bad gentleman
0: doctors and and, and vice versa I should imagine Amen. men I don't think I've ever encountered a bad female doctor, though. sure you have. Well, I've heard about one. Coo, I've heard some bad ones. Coo. Coo. Uh,
1: you've encountered bad lady nurses.
0: Yes, we've talked about that extensively mm. on the podcast before. I remember that, that we've talked oh, about Oh, well done, yes. Thanks. No, I mean, but bad lady doctor. yes, I've encountered bad lady mm-hmm.
1: nurses. Uh, generally, doctors and nurses tend to be quite bad. Well, most doctors are ladies now. There are, there are an, There's an occasional... And, and lawyers now, too. Mm-hmm. that ladies are taking over the world, you just don't realise it.
0: And yet still being paid almost a third less than men. No. Nah. No, that's, that's better, boss. is it? That's nonsense. They're not being paid a third less than men. <laughs> <laughs> statistic- Any feminist listening, it's podcast.roundtricks.com.
1: That's statistical nonsense, because what happens is women work less than men because they go and have babies and so on, and then come back on flexi-time, or... Then haven't progressed as much in their jobs, and that's why they're paid less. So let's not start that. Surely census. that's accounted for when working. Not at these really. Numbers. No, these people are rubbish.
0: Okay, I, I would. I'm dubious.
1: No, women are doing quite well at the moment. Thank you. you. Don't need to worry about the little ladies there. not. They're more than <laughs> the holding, precious things. They're more than holding their own. In fact, gentlemen are becoming um, endangered species in many careers, like the law and medicine, and so on. Why? Certainly, they are. Uh, men are an extinct species in education generally, at the moment.
0: Well, not extinct, few, but very sure, they're few. on the endangered list. No, more than that, I think. I know male teachers, many of them. No, they're I do? No, you don't. Really? Gosh, yeah. I'm imagining them. No, they're not, they think they're still teachers. I know a male dance teacher. Why does he do that? Because yes, he's, he's exceptionally good at it. Are you taught dance? only a very good teacher. No, I've never taught dance at school, there's never even an option. I should be. I'm very clumsy when I dance, I can't dance properly, and
1: I think that's a problem, but mm-hmm. uh, apparently you've either got it or you haven't.
0: Do you think? Do you, you not mean, think if you were taught at a younger age you might... Maybe if I danced more when I when I was a little baby. When you were a little baby, yes. How's Judith dancing? Her dancing's
1: actually quite funky when you are on yeah. music. She sort of goes, she sways back and forth, and yeah. maybe jives on. although she can't, she can't stand or or crawl yet. She can dance. Ah. She enjoys dancing. When you turn on music, she gets very happy and she starts mm-hmm. bobbing, bobbing back and forth, and really giving it a go. Which is, which is, which, she 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 got rhythm
0: underlines the human necessity for music doesn't it The mm. how core it is yes
1: so would somebody else would you get rid of tv and mm. and and film or music get rid of tv and film because of course we can just revert to the worse art form
0: theater and enjoyed your putting that in there just throwing that down mm.
1: well it clearly is a worse art form than tv and cinema i don't think anybody
0: would anybody argue that uh, people would you, argue it for the wrong reasons. No, wouldn't.
1: no, I wouldn't. Uh, in, in, in almost all cases, theatre is a poorer art form in every respect than television and cinema. There are some vague outlying exceptions, which I'm prepared to accept, but beyond those, in most cases...
0: The necessity to project, I think, is the the biggest stumbling block because you can't be naturalistic and boom. It's not the the biggest stumbling block. The biggest stumbling block, I think, is
1: that theatre has become self-conscious in in the same way that a figurative art has become self-conscious. As I've mentioned before, when an art form is necessary because it's the only bod in town, it can be unself-conscious. So when one is painting portraits because the king wants to have a likeness of himself about the kingdom Mm -hmm. and there are no photographers, then you have a craft which is useful, and you can also then evince some artistic intent and you can evince some artistic talent and you can interpret and you can show something beyond the craft, but the craft is the important meat and veg there, I think. Similarly with theatre, it, there is, it's the only game in town with regard to mass entertainment in that particular way, using narrative and spectacle and so on. Whereas once you've got cinema and you've got television and you've got photographs suddenly the meat and veg, that's the substrate of art, is rent asunder and art then just floats about in a self-conscious and self-indulgent cloud of puffery. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's my problem with art with a capital A and theatre with a capital T. Mm-hmm. It may be the case that as we enter the age of the YouTubes and so forth, that cinema with a capital C will befall the same fate. It's already it already feels a little contrived going to the cinema these days doesn't it It doesn't feel like the natural going to the pictures that it would have felt like 30 40 years ago would it
0: I there would argue that's more to do about with it. I think it's more to do with television having become much more cinematic tvs and widescreen yes, it's more but, mature, but, but it's specifically
1: in tv supernova days because tv's
0: dying now Well but television's never been better than it is right now it's American television it's I irrelevant
1: stress. american television's dying
0: but it's still the best. they're still making the best yeah, TV they've because, ever made. because they're
1: trying their best to stave off the dying of the light. But with your the YouTubes and your pirates, there's no more network television, is there, really? Well, so, so far there is. It's doing fine. Maybe a year
0: or two more. No, well, clearly an awful lot. Why would nerd. anybody subscribe to cable? Well, most people do. Well, why do they? Well, there isn't any terrestrial television, so you have to subscribe okay, to cable. Okay, no. but
1: Fine but when they got their torrents and their YouTubes why do they want because to...
0: the only a tiny minority of people even know how to use yes, a
1: torrent and not very long ago only a
0: tiny minority sure. knew
1: about the mp3 files
0: i think using a torrent is still and only convoluted. a few
1: people knew about digital photography
0: i think i think using a using a digital camera is easier than using a film camera once it, as long as you haven't got stupid complicated controls on it a basic digital camera is easier and more instant whereas i think you a a a, a torrent is always going to be Slightly too difficult. Once they if someone manages to make an excellent front end for torrenting, where you're not having to worry about what these torrent files are and how to store in what speeds and you know this stuff, I think if they can make it very simple, well, they can. But it's just legality that's the problem. Sure. Well, hopefully, it will reach a maturity where it's not a legality issue and it's how we distribute things. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, at the moment, it seems odd to me that
1: one broadcasts. The file in real time to a
0: box, which you then have to attach to your television, mm-hmm. and can capture. Well, DVR in America is is absolutely bog standard now, so okay. most people watch. But DVR.
1: how does how does a non-subscription channel make its money then? You fast forward to the ads.
0: Well, yes. Yeah, so there, this is obviously is a lot of conflict about this, and whether you know designing DVRs which force you to watch the adverts and so on. Which no. will obviously never sell. And no, 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 that's that's ridiculous. But the next the next option, which is looking frighteningly possible, is in screen advertising. So the advert appears during the programme. So you I cannot think, skip I think it that's or it, which seems inevitable because it's it, it's a very effective way of watching, forcing you to watch an advert. Yes. Um, if you if you, you can't skip it because you'll miss the content of the show, it'll be hideous beyond all comprehension.
1: Well, at that point, I will stop watching any modicum of broadcast yeah. television and just do the equivalent of watch the DVD.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whatever that might be, yeah. Because at that point, I mean, no, nobody who is a who is of right mind will put up with that.
0: You'd assume so. I mean, I can't tolerate watching adverts at all. No. That's in fact that's the most alien aspect to going to the cinema for me is is sitting through adverts. Which I, it just feels like. Surely we should all be doing something as an audience. We should somehow force them to skip these. Why are we all sitting through advertising?
1: I think cinema advertising was more of a treat when they specifically made adverts, well, yeah, absolutely. For, adverts for the cinema. Of course you
0: remember. Now now yes. now they're just blown up video images of mm-hmm. the adverts you see on television. Absolutely. They used to be special. You would see these epic adverts or yeah. special adverts you've never seen before yes. and they'd be funnier or cleverer or whatever. Yes, indeed. Uh no, absolutely not. Now it's um it's just you know, it's your regular shampoo adverts. Badly blown up as well, you'll mm-hmm. notice. You see all the pixels. Yeah. And it's you know, and I think why is everyone tolerating this? I get bit across the billboards by the size of roads as well. Why is I that? Didn't, I didn't opt to see that. It, <laughs> it, it arrived against my will. Spam. Street yes, it is, it is street, spam. Street spam. It is. It. That's why I like... And the good thing about living in the Bristol area is that ad busting around here is fantastic. What do you mean? Uh, they they amend and augment... Yeah, do they, really? Yes, they do. The giant banner adverts. Like um, what? They uh, they just tend to either draw paint onto them or put uh, tiled large square letters... Onto them that spell out different messages, and mm. um, I can only think of a really lame example. The new Massive Attack album came out, and they put "Don't" and "Iraq" either side of the right. name, which is a particularly poor. One, but um, this kind of thing. I remember one for Colgate. I think oh, no Toblerone. It was Toblerone, and they just painted this horrendous goo and ooze coming out of all people's eyes and mouths and things. It was just they're, they're really interesting. They suddenly made these, you know, these adverts interesting to walk past But
1: what do you think of those? Yeah, you'll be in conflict. What do you think of those big adverts for the Alpha Course? What do you mean? Because they have big billboards advertising the Alpha Course, and you love the Alpha Course. Oh, yes, you know me. It brings people to Christ. Famously in support of the Alpha Course, me. So there's advertising.
0: Well, I think they're smug and annoying adverts. You know the one with a
1: man holding the big question mark? Yes. Saying, saying, find out the meaning of life. What I like about the Alpha Course is they do recognise one important thing, which most English institutions, and it is English, don't. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is the importance of shared breaking of bread. Every alpha
0: course. Oh no, no. I think there is much to say in favour of alpha. I have issues with how alpha is done. Every alpha course has a supper, and then people yes. forget this how important that is. Nicky Gumble himself has admitted that's the reason it works. Yes, because you eat See, together. So, frankly, if people come for the food. At least that's a start. Mm-hmm. And I think that, th-
1: and that's what also why it's so novel. Yep. To have something in this country that unashamedly begins with shared meal—that's mm-hmm. not a private dinner party. Yeah,
0: I agree. I think that I think that's absolutely that that Very it.
1: clever well, idea. I find the
0: adverts very annoying.
1: Yes, the adverts are very are very annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do they pay for them? I don't know. It must be through the books.
0: I see. I assume so. Which is why you mustn't pirate them. That's right. Whatever you do, don't pirate information that would
1: bring people to Jesus. Yeah. Well, you should write to them about that and see what they say.
0: I should, shouldn't I? I yeah, should have done that maybe five or six years why ago. Why don't you do
1: that five or six years ago and okay. see what they reply? I wonder if okay. they've replied by.
0: <laughs> right, we're back. Have they replied? No, funny enough, there's still not been a reply.
1: Oh, well. Didn't oh, one of our listeners said that he's very big with the Alpha Massive? Yes, and he
0: would get a reply. He would. Yes, I should. I should do that. I should. I, I, there's no way I'll find is that. Is he original called email Arthur or something? or something? That used to be his last name. His last name has changed. Mike McQuaid, His name is now. Right, Mike McQuaid, We're waiting for you. No, no, he's, he's waiting for me. I need to. I need to rewrite that whole. Mike massive. McQuaid, We're waiting for you. Pass it on. <laughs> He changed his last name after he got married He did I'm I'm very impressed by that Well you pretended that you would do that No, 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 were... I've made it very clear My rule is whichever last name is best is the one you pick And you agree between you which one you prefer Which should you prefer with Mike? Uh, he, uh, McQuaid uh, McQuaid, is, McQuaid sounds like a detective I'm. As opposed Green. to Arthur Arthur's just another first name You shouldn't have a first name as a last name Mike Arthur but McQuaid, he like, just sounds like he should be investigating crime in the 70s. Plus he alliterates now, Mike McQuaid. That's good, true. I think everything... And Mike McQuaid. It's a private Mike McQuaid. Private Plus he could detective. also be Michael. Michael McQuaid. Michael McQuaid is totally... Mike McQuaid is a private detective, private investigator. Whereas Michael McQuaid, he works for Steed. Or oh, he could be a coroner. Yes. Yeah.
1: He could be. He could be. Yes, so I would suggest that he need get back to you.
0: No, well, indeed, I need to get back to so him. What, since so, he's very so your surname—your surname is Walker, which is dull.
1: Yes, it is. So and generic. So, mm-hmm. what are you going to have for your surname instead?
0: Well, if we were to marry Laura, hmm? her last name is Cartwright. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not a Cartwright or a Walker. She, you want, do you want to walk or do you want to take carts? She prefers Walker, though. Not that we're planning on getting married just ah. yet. Cartwalker Cartwalker is not bad Well, my mother's maiden I was just about to say What my mother's maiden name Was for the joke But I've realised That's allowed About a million people Access to my password So I won't do that
1: Do you ever notice that
0: Do you know that game You play where People say um, You you take your mother's maiden name And the name of your first pet That's your porn name what are the two most common password security oh, questions? That's clever. Isn't it? I've never heard. It. It's my observation, and I've not heard anyone else notice it. Surely, Very somebody somewhere must have done that. I yeah? think so.
1: I've suddenly realised that it doesn't seem like such an innocent. No, opinion. not
0: anyone. I thought. Hang on, up. These are these the questions you get you to answer? And I'll password? tell you what. Your middle name should be your PIN. <laughs> <laughs> that's a brilliant. That's the one. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. And your father's middle name, you should get that one in there as well. Yeah, shut that in there too. (laughs) See, that's my conspiracy. That whole porn
1: name is a conspiracy. It is a conspiracy. I think a lot of people are going to suddenly realise with shock. (laughs) I
0: need to go back and change my security Uh, questions. You need to go back and
1: change your mother's maiden name.
0: That's right, back in time. Yes. There's nothing else you can do. So what was your mother's maiden name? I'm not saying now. Make up one that sort of will make the joke. No, I can't be bothered, I'm moving on. Now, I want to talk about this. I just found this just before we started. Uh-huh. It's the visa f- waiver form for entering America which, Sorry which number is it Sorry Form number Oh this is
1: 65051203312 Yes and that's the the green forms That everybody has to fill yes. in on the airplane now,
0: However mm-hmm. Oh yes You don't Yes you still do No you don't Wait, Oh well, you've travelled to America more recently than I have now, I, when I finally to, abandoned I this I went to
1: Well on Virgin anyway mm-hmm. I went to uh, Texas as you know Stopped off in New York first didn't have to fill in the green form. That's interesting. However, <laughs> yeah. I did have to fill in the white form about customs, saying I wasn't bringing in any donkeys or, yeah. or honey.
0: So, because they, about a year and a half ago, they introduced the online registration, which they don't And they've any been about. parallel That's running it. for about a yes. year. Yeah. And you ask, why would you... And they, So they finally ditched this, which is almost a shame. Mm. Now, what is interesting about online, this... Online, you still have to fill in those questions. It's still, well, the, same same questions, questions, still yeah. the same questions. Now, um... This is apparently... Making this observa- making these observations is now an incredibly trite stand-up. It is. I heard some stand-up comedians talking about going, I can't believe they did vi- we- visa waiver material. It, yes,
1: the reason they asked those questions to prefigure what you're going to say mm. is to make it easier to get you kicked out because then it's easy to prove that you lied and they've committed fraud and they don't have to prove anything else so that's why they ask questions they ask it for you so that you say no I wasn't a Nazi or no I didn't commit a crime they then find out on your record you were one you've therefore they've therefore got a very easy pretext to get rid of you because you're a liar as well as a Nazi there you go because after
0: all being a Nazi is fine but being a liar naughty is naughty Well, and so obviously you can see why people find it funny because the question is so wonderfully phrased. Have you ever been, or are you now, involved in espionage? Which is, you know, how can you avoid wanting to make the joke that, you know, I think it's day one at spy school when they teach you how to answer, are you a spy? Indeed. Um... Or sabotage, or terrorist activities, or genocide, or between 1933 and 1945, were involved in any way in persecutions. They don't persecution mention members of the Communist the Party Germany. anymore, which they used to. Why oh, did they? Oh, of course Wrong they would, way. wouldn't they? Or its allies. So, but you can see, however, there's one particular phrase on here that's absolutely fascinating. In question B, mm-hmm. have you ever been arrested or convicted for an offence or crime involving moral turpitude? Now, do you know what moral turpitude means? Yes. As a man of words, tell us what moral turpitude means. Moral. Unsavouriness. Well, I decided to try to find out what moral turpitude involved. It involves it, porn. It, it turns out and it has, flashing. It turns; out it has no meaning whatsoever. Well, no, exactly. Moral, it's a deliberately yes, meaningless yes, phrase course. they put on this form yeah. because that it doesn't make sense means that they can make any crime that you didn't admit to yes. fit the description. Indeed. So it's, it's a fascinating thing to realise that this is a, a fra- moral turpitude is an invented phrase that doesn't actually have any particular meaning whatsoever. It's a yeah extraordinary thing to put to you have to essentially well I've never been arrested so I can say uh, no with impunity but someone who has been arrested what do you say is it moral is it moral turpitude to have been caught with some cannabis when you were 15 yes so do you have to admit that on your visa waiver and then get stopped off in customs and not allowed in the country yes
1: amazing it won't be customs it will be a passport control customs as your white form oh that's true also I notice on all these particular um, forms you have to fill in America there's a new law to do with um, the paperwork reduction project and they therefore have to say public reporting burden, the burden for this collection is computed as follows one, learning about the form will take two minutes, which seems a lot, I don't know, to take two but I'm learning that this form exists hold on, (laughs) give me 120 more seconds (laughs) two, completing the form four minutes for an average of six minutes per response (laughs) what <laughs> does that mean? Completing the form four minutes for an average of six minutes per response
0: <laughs> So there's about six minutes per response So for your last name you get six minutes And when you add up all those six minutes that takes four minutes I think that's what it says
1: <laughs> That seems an odd, an odd way of... <laughs> That's right So there you are, now you can be sure that the uh, public re- reporting burden is satisfied
0: I've told my story, have I told my story about my first time through American Customs? No Have I really not? No. They used to be on the white customs form, and you had to tick uh, male or female, you still and you do. had to tick. No, no, you just. Oh no, you're writing the words in the, words, in the thing, and you had another tick box for. Um, so you had a tick box there for um, have you? Oh, you here for business or pleasure? Now it just yes. says, are you here for business? Mm. Um, so it's a business or pleasure, and it was my first time in America. I was there on holiday, but I was also flying to. I was also going to be doing some work while I was there, so I didn't know which one to tick, um, and so I left it blank. And I got to the customs deck and this, the, the custom desk, and this very threatening man with a gun on his hip met me, and he looked at me, and he, said, he looked down at the form and saw the missing box, and said, "Why haven't you filled this in?" And I said, I'm, in my, you know, I just turned into Hugh Grant at that point." I I'm sorry. And he was <sighs> like, "Take business." And then he looked up, and I'd missed male, female as well, and he looked at me and said. Are you not sure about this one either? <laughs> I'm glad there's some... So that was, that was my greeting to America. Some drollery. Yes, that's right. And which one did you But take? he didn't break. There was no crack of a smile no. on his face. He was just... Which one did you tick? Furious. So I, the other thing I have to talk about, and I can't believe I've almost forgotten to tell you about this, I received a telephone conversation call... Yes. From with someone important. From a, a, a friendly... I'm trying to help you. A friendly gentleman trying to help me very much Go with a, with a, a-, with a, American, a terrible virus that's infected my computer... Oh really? We discussed this once before, and now it's happened. It's again. It's happened again, but this is a different one. This is the this is the scam that became so famous. I actually received the proper scam. Well, version. go on then. Tell this me wasn't what the people just trying to get you to install the software. This is the one where they get you. They say so. Tell me how the call went. He said, "Well, first of all, he said uh, he introduced himself, um, and then he asked me to click uh, start my computer, and it but was already uh, on." No, but
1: how did he say? He say, "I need. I, we are doing investigations. We, oh, we are. I am,
0: we are calling. They didn't claim to be Microsoft. They said we are your Windows operating system." Provider or something like that. I think it was that. <laughs> right. And I said, uh, "Oh, are you really?" And he's like, that's <laughs> good. And then I, said, and I was playing along. Uh, no, but did he say? Did he say what? Why he was calling? He told me that yes, there's been. A, he's uh, an, uh, my computer has set up an alert on their systems. Because, uh, and there's an, been an error report by my computer, and they're calling because they're responding to this error. To help me fix my computer That's Very good of them but It's almost altruism When you think about it Because You're not paying for the service No and, I, and, and as, a, as, a, as a journalist I got Windows for free So I didn't even have mm-hmm. to pay For the, for the Windows OS um, And so I, he asked me To start my computer It was already on Which surprised him He asked me to click on start uh-huh. And then click on run uh-huh. Now Windows 7 doesn't have run On the start menu Right. So I was like... Did he not know you were running Windows 7? No, with, he did With his sophisticated... No, but this announcers. is my... This is his... He, he did some fantastic things, and this was his first fantastic okay. thing. So he said, Yes, run. but I'm using Windows 7, which doesn't have run. He says, Oh, oh yes, I know that you're using Windows 7. He said, he covered the... Yes, I know. Of course I know that, he said. I just testing. Which is good. <laughs> Got you there. Now click run. Yeah, it still doesn't have a run. And eventually after a lot of painful process and I was like trying to put it in the search box and just being generally useless, is, and he finally got me to press Windows, Windows key R to bring up the run box. Yes. And then he tried to phonetically spell out this thing he needed me to run. What he wanted me to run was prefetch space unwanted. That's what they get you to type in. It's one of the few things they use. Um, but he was using he was spelling it phonetically and his phonetic for P was Peter uh-huh. so in this incredibly thick accent he kept saying P-Pita so I was hearing b beta" because that would be uh, much more obvious you know I know it's Bravo and I know it's yeah. uh, Papa but was. I was hearing b beta and he was saying P-Pita he didn't quite understand how the phonetic in, alphabet in, in, in intended to gentleman. work he wasn't a young Indian gentleman and uh, so eventually after getting to spell it for me five or six times. I was really trying not to laugh at the end of this. Got it into, I typed it in, and I get it... So what did you deep. type in? Prefetch uh, unwanted. And you typed that into a DOS box? I typed it into a run box. No, just into mm. run on Windows. It mm. just boots up a copy of Explorer with the, the files. Prefetch from From that folder. Unwanted. And they're just a bunch of temp files generated by Windows. I think they're from searching, I'm not certain. Mm. But a bunch of temp files generated by various applications running on your computer. Mm. And they've got the, the tag .pa. Um, I think, or PR.
1: Mm.
0: The idea is they're meant to look like mysterious files you don't recognise and are frightened of. Mm. Then he was very much expecting me to make noises to go, ooh, like this. And when I didn't, he was quite annoyed. He said, <laughs> what, what can you why, see? What did you,
1: why? What did you say instead?
0: Well, he said, What can you see in front of you? And I said, um, I can see a bunch of uh, prefetch files. And he said, um, But uh, were you expecting those? And I said, Well, I imagine so. They just look like, you know, Windows temp files that would. Be there normally, and he yeah. says. But you, no, you, 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 you've not seen them before, have you? And I said, well, no, I suppose I haven't seen them before. That's true. They're yeah, probably also very says, flitting files. That's right. <laughs> he said, how many are there? And I said, oh, hang on a second, let me just. And I was like, uh, oh, 117. And then this is the <laughs> this is the moment I love best about this phone call. It's yeah. so brilliant. He then went. He just went from just reading off his script. To full on acting. He deserved an award for this. I said said, he's going to try and rescue the situation with all his might. So I said 117, which is true, there were 117 files in this folder. And he said, Ooh, oh God, oh no, (laughs) like that. It's like obviously in this thing, he said, Feign a shock and horror (laughs) at the number of files. He goes, That is such a lot, he told me. He says, Yes. <laughs> I was like, and I laughed at this because it was just so funny I oh you laughed at you I, I mean, this is really Should funny you said what shall I do sir <laughs> I did. I said I said okay can I stop you because I know that this is a scam and I know that you're lying I know obviously these are files that are meant to scare me because they look unusual but I know that they're a regular part of Windows and there's nothing wrong here yeah. and he went you think I am trying to scam you and I said no I know that you're scamming I know this is a scam I've read all about it it's been quite, fam- it's quite, quite famous it was on the news recently, you know. everyone knows this is a scam and what I'm interested to in know is whether you know that you're lying and he says you are saying that I'm lying and they got really angry I said there's no point in being angry because I, you know, I know that you're trying to scam me there's no point in getting angry with me and he goes I'm not getting angry so and he's very cross with me for having said that I was getting angry <laughs> And he said, I'm just trying to protect you. Your computer is infected with these things, and I'm trying to help you. you. We are phoning you to protect you from this. And I said, but there's nothing wrong with my computer, and you know that. You're lying. I know that you're lying. Do you know that you're lying? Right. And he just get more and more frustrated with me until literally, thank you so goodbye, (laughs) and put the phone down. Oh, dear. You should have played along. I, well, I, I played along for as long as I could. What bear. was he going to say next? Well, the, what he was going to I actually said to him, I know what you're going to do next. He's going to ask me to install some software, which will because he was saying that the files allow people to have a backdoor access to my computer and they can <laughs> and do any scams and fi- and then what he wants
1: me to do is install backdoor software. I wonder what it, I would have loved him to have called my house because we only have Linux running. <laughs> would have so I brilliant. said, what do you want me to click? What exactly? <laughs> okay, what? No, the Windows key. Oh, okay, it's, okay. I brought up a shell. What would you like? Me to... <laughs> it says un- it's, it says unknown command. We do not just type anything else. Oh, how about if I go cd ls slash tip, <laughs> There you go. There are some weird files. Well, those do. Well, you want me to download an exe file from somewhere? Do you? What Win thirty two exe file? Uh, okay, I'll download. I double take. It. Oh, it, it seems not know what to do with that file. It can't run it because it's not <laughs> it's Linux a... Linux object code. Anything else you'd like me to do?
0: <laughs> Fine. You should argue with him about whether you should use vi or not for accessing. You, it. you need to give me his number. I should, I should pass passed his number on. You should have asked me. But But oh, I have in the past, uh, um, yes, it's, you can do all sorts of fun things, and mm. you know, these, these people, you can have lots of fun. But I think you, I think it's important to remember that it, they are doing a, a really crappy job. Yes. In, well, an, in a horrible situation. Well, then nobody's forcing them to commit crimes. I know, I know but it, at the same time, it's also, you know, not the best condition well, to be called, living in. Some and,
1: people called my mother, and they said, we know that you're, they said, we know you're a Sky subscriber, mm-hmm. and we know that your Sky maintenance contract's running out. So right. I had a Sky maintenance contract, oh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to charge you for one. And we're, we're Sky, you know, we're Sky. Yeah. Li- so I say what? Sky, <laughs> Sky what? Sky. <laughs> and there was Skyline or something like right. that insurance, and they were going to basically sell a scam insurance policy that didn't exist. But what was interesting and what was worrying was, did they? how did they know her Sky number? oh they knew mm. oh. so I reckon someone in Sky Someone's has Sky sold the details has, has sold yeah. the details on because I, I looked up the, and the phone number that, that they'd come from or whatever I, and said call back I looked it up online it was a scam that was known about yeah. and that kind of thing so it was interesting that you know don't even take that as read
0: Oh, no, when, absolutely. When somebody
1: knows your details, don't take us as road because people inside these huge organisations are yeah. very corrupt and will sell on the details. You need
0: to, what you need to do is ask them for their number and call them back. Yeah. That's the simple watchdog no, no, solution. No, no do you situation. know what I do? I ask the number and then look for the number online because mo- a lot of the
1: time mm-hmm. these scams are. But also, I won't call them back on that number. I'll, okay. call them, I'll, I'll go to the official website. Yeah of an organ- organisation like Sky or Microsoft, and I call them on an official number and I'll say, I was told to call you on this number, does this make any sense to you? Yeah. If, if I ever did, the most you know, not that it's ever gotten that far. Well,
0: no, exactly. But, but if, it way- ever,
1: if I really were that, sometimes, by, by, to be fair, my bankers called me
0: uh-huh.
1: or, or my yeah. card company, I said, how do, how do I know you, you're them?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and they, they, because they phone up immediately and say, well, you need to give me your, my mother, your mother's maiden name and password. I say, well, no, I'm not going to give that to you.
0: It and is weird know, when they phone you. And I don't know who you are. I so yes. said,
1: "Well, you can call. You know, so I promise you, we I understand that sir, but, You know, we know this problem." Mm-hmm. I said, "Okay, I'm going to call back the number on the back of the credit card." Yeah. Well, no, not really, because that's well, fine. Well, that's all I'm going to do then. You'll have to. Hmm. I'll well, I said. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I will get them to pass you a message with a particular password, and then you, when you call me back, you need to say that password, and if you do, then I'll consider it
0: acceptable.
1: Yeah. But it's, it's amazing how a lot of people seem to
0: just take on trust. BT is the hardest, they must have a terrible job, because they Mm. do make cold calls, they do phone you up and say, would you like to add this service to your system, which they're perfectly legitimately allowed to do, they're providing Mm. your phone system, but there's so many that call up and tell me that they're BT... Yes, of and I'm sure if BT were to try to phone me now, I'd just put the phone down on them.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they must have that all the time. But putting the phone down on
1: BT doesn't work. It. That's true. Talk, Which is the phone
0: a little problematic when my my phone was went completely insane. And I tried to call them, and it became impossible to hang up on them because they can't <laughs> hang up on you. You can't hang up on BT, and it's no, it's all very strange. You can't hang up on nine 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 either. It's not possible. What happens? I, I, my friend, when I was a kid, my friend's phone number was began six 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 because um, he was the devil well as we well know the correct number yeah. 616 yeah, but, you, but about 616. you were friends with Lucifer but I was friends with Lucifer, yeah. son, Lucifer's son Lucifer's son um, Lucifer's son and he uh, they said oh, but they missed the phone and he the button phone and I hit the nines rather than mm. the sixes and I realised what I'd done immediately to slam you know put my phone on the, and it can't cannot hang up on 999 so they wouldn't happened. go away eventually I said I'm really sorry I thought the wrong number and they went that's fine and hung up on me uh, there you go. You cannot. Have you ever died, dialed? Have I died? Have you ever died? Not that I
1: remember. Have you ever dialed nine nine nine? In, in anger? anger? No, I haven't. I don't think nor have I really. No, I'm very really lucky that. I think that I've either. had dreams of doing it, and they're being utterly
0: irresponsible, <laughs> which I imagine they would be. Well, the great horror stories of the app being put on hold and so on, haven't they? But mm. I've not heard one of those for many years. No, do you think? At the only time I, I I stopped at a road accident um, and someone had just called nine nine nine, I would have come close because. I think, I have I told this story before about hurtling past it and going, don't stop, don't look, don't rub a neck, and then no. realising, oh, that only counts when the place is covered in blue lights. No, yeah. So I reversed back up the hard shoulder and... he reversed uh, up the hard shoulder I and I it did. caused a massive no, like, no, terrible part. There was a Mercedes had driven into the back of a petrol tanker. Gosh, what a surprise. A Mercedes, yes. you say.
1: Perhaps a BMW was there
0: as well. And it was left parked sideways across the outside lane. Um, the on the M, 2 Yes, on the, M2, yes, oh, on the M25. Oh, dear. This was 2.30 in the morning, so there was very little traffic. And so it was really interesting because when I was a kid, I did lots of Red Cross stuff. And so it all kind of came back into my brain again. I knew what to do. So the tanker driver had called the, the emergency services himself. And he, seemed to be, he was in shock, but he seemed to be pretty solid. Mm. So I spoke to him first and he was fine. I'm going and leaving you. Went to the car. Um, and the husband was walking around the car in mad circles. while his wife he was. You should
1: have taken him off the road.
0: Well, into the verge. believe me, I tried. Um, his wife was trapped in the car, uh, her legs were trapped by the crushed. Bonnet above the front of the car crumbled. Well, she um, was—you know—both were in deep shock, and it was interesting to see shock in action because I always thought when when we did this as in the Red Cross, you would think that they were they were exaggerating shock, and they really weren't. We're massively over time by the way, but let's keep going. You have to come to you with this anecdote. Um,
1: And so, what episode is this? Forty-two. Is it? Okay. Yes.
0: Have I really not told? I'm afraid I'm no, We didn't say what into- the last
1: one was either, but never I mind. I think you're tricking me into telling
0: a story no, no. a second time. No, I do carry on. No, you haven't told this okay.
1: one. Believe me, I remember these things. Yeah, you do.
0: Mm. So uh, I, I, I went to... And I found the husband, and he was fine. I went to the wife, and she was sat, and mm. she was trapped. So the car was crushing her legs. Good heavens. Um, and so there was no way she could move. And mm. she wanted to... Des- all she wanted to do was turn her neck. And I was like, no, please don't turn your neck. Um, and so I said to the husband, what I need you to do... Is I want you to keep your wife awake I want you to stroke her arm and just keep talking to her and make sure she doesn't move her neck mm-hmm. and so I went around turned around to go and check on something else and when I looked back he was off walking around in circles again and it was really interesting to see shock that that he could, was incapable of looking after his wife at that point
1: well that's a typical BMW Mercedes well, that's a driver. Mercedes
0: driver now in, it was interesting they tried to claim that um, the car had veered violently to the left of its own accord was there? Argument rather than he fell asleep at the wheel, which is very uh, much more likely. When did
1: it, they I wanted, I wanted me it to go to the k- right-hand
0: lane. They were driving down the middle lane and they careered to the right uh, I as, they, as they fell asleep. Yeah, I so. There wouldn't have
1: been a no lorry in the right-hand lane.
0: They were in. I think they were in the middle lane. Also, I don't remember the the logistics of it. This is not adding together. Mr. It doesn't. Well, exactly. But they the they asked me to go. To, they asked me to go to court as a witness, and I refu- right. I declined because I actually turned up after it had happened and I was going on what I was told, so I refused to witness for any of that mm. but it was very bizarre to actually be there and to, to remember you can't you do stop at an accident when there aren't any blue lights yeah of course you do yeah. and, and how um, long did it take the blue lights to arrive they weren't long they were about 10 minutes and bear in mm-hmm. mind we were between junctions on the M25 it wasn't like mm. they could be quicker uh, but what was really which- frustrating was I knew what exactly what to do when the paramedics arrived which is not tried to help but just to say X, Y, Z and then stop mm. but they're so used to people trying to help that I wasn't even allowed to do that I wanted to say Husband, tank driver, it seemed to be in shock, but the woman's trapped in the car, she's your priority. That's all I wanted to say, Was woman's trapped in the car. And I was just going to stop. You should have so just I'm said, like, woman- Thank you, sir, we'll handle it from here, thank you very much, thank you. And I was like, I felt so crushed, because I'd actually done the good, I'd done the you right have just thing. just said, woman in car, and that's it. I should have, shouldn't I? That's not even a I love. Woman car. Woman car, go, bye. Yep and there wasn't no a better practice. I couldn't even begin speaking, speak they were so certain and I, and I understand why but they were so certain that I was going to be the typical blustery witness blustery witness that wishes and I wasn't and it was really crushing that I was going to actually say something efficient and helpful on the move aside then I had to wait for the police to talk the person who had witnessed it drove off he was wait about 10 minutes and as soon as the police arrived just drove off why i have no idea he was really stuck around to be a witness for the police you should have taken his number plate i should have and and given i didn't, it I didn't think to, i didn't think to do that unfortunately why didn't you do that? You're well, ten minutes. It was two thirty in the morning. I would have taken. I was a little bit drunk, I would have taken everybody's number plate. <laughs> I should have, shouldn't I? More, uh, more efficient than years. Was I the
1: lady? To. Was the lady all right in the end?
0: No idea. She could be dead now. She could be dead. But she could have died of uh, meningitis? Totally unrelated to the accident. Yeah. Maybe they're all dead. I think it was your fault. You think so? As I drove along, as you were driving backwards down, down <laughs> as you were driving backwards down the hard
1: shoulder, yes. which you've been doing the whole time. That's right. For Why am I driving? All oh, 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 that rum, <laughs> Sailor Jerry. Woo. Did
0: they breathalyze you, the police? No, they? they didn't. Have you been breathalyzed? I don't think I have. I've been, been breathalyzed twice. Really? The first time I was breathalyzed, I was. Um, it was again around two in the morning. I was driving through Bristol, going home after seeing friends. And I was stopped because my right headlight had gone out. Oh, dear. Well, that's a typical drunk Exactly. <laughs> Whoa! Winking car is a good sign. <laughs> yeah, winking my car, car might have been drunk. Um, yeah. And they they stopped me and asked if I would um, if they could breathalyze me. And, and at that point, I hadn't had a drink. I hadn't drunk any alcohol beyond tasting someone else's, like a sip of someone else's, for about three years. So I thought I'm probably going to do quite well on this. <laughs> I said, How, have you had a drink, say so? And I said, no. And said, when did you last have a drink? And I said, about two and a half, three years ago. And it looked at me quite strangely. Mm, yeah. Um, well. Then that was just, I decided I wanted then to do an And they thought it, you were a terrorist that. Well, I wanted to do an experiment to find out whether you actually need to drink alcohol to have fun in the evening. And I decided to so stopped completely. For a couple of, just for a few years, just to the you prove yourself and you didn't need it. No, nope, it proved I absolutely did not. Mm. And now I just drink alcohol to taste rather than mm. for the so, need to be drunk. So how, did you pass your breathalyser? I passed it quite well, but the, uh, the, 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 male, the there was a female, a male police officer. And the female, oh, yeah. What did they do to
1: try and belittle you
0: nevertheless? Well, the female officer was fantastic. She was just chatty with me and she ended up mm. asking where I work and about the area. and She was yeah. writing it very nice. The male police officer was Mr Grumpy Pants, mm-hmm. but he was trying to get the um, breathalyser to work and he couldn't get the white thing to clip onto the top of it and was the policeman it was quite thick for so long yeah. and he finally clipped it on and he said to me uh sir can you blow into this please sir I just about what i want to do for me right now sir please sir right now is what for, i want for, to for do? Myself, it, yes. this, do for myself blow yourself into this myself." and he said and what it will do sir right now what it's going to do sir for you right now right now sir is it will measure the amount of uh, blood in your alcohol <laughs> these and i said the amount of blood in my alcohol, maybe you should blow into it.
1: Oh, <laughs> I, I uh, and then you were beaten up and thrown to the back
0: and, and killed. <laughs> and that's how come I died. Yeah. It was, it was like, I, I said the words and then it was, for my, for my great luck, the, the female officer laughed and if she hadn't, I think I would have been in quite a lot of trouble but because she laughed, he couldn't do anything because it was quite funny yes. and I said it in a funny way mm. um, and he was obviously belittled by that because, very belittled. <laughs> that? All I did was imply that he might he be drunk. He was very little. Yes, and so yes that's then so, and then the other time was the first time I'd had more than one beer because I'd just started drinking having had for uh, three years uh... off I'd been to a, I'd been to a, a, a club evening oh, thing with live music like and, and I had two bottles it. of beer very early in the evening and kids. I was driving home about four hours after I'd last drunk anything so oh, was, was very fine, worried at that point, but yeah. I was really—I was thinking to myself, I'm not sure if I'm comfortable driving, having had to, because I now I just don't drink, don't drive, drink anything if I'm going to be mm. driving. Nor do I. Um, yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. That's why we've had this lovely, delicious alcohol-free. That's true rum. But anyway, so I'd had two beers early in the evening, and I was very conscious of this and thinking, "Oh gosh," I, and I just got pulled over for a random check for no reason whatsoever. They're just randomly pulling people over, Ooh. and I, they breathalyzed me, and I was like and it came up completely green and fine, I just went straight home. But of all the chance, all the times to be randomly stopped the first time I'd had two beers in in three years. You were years. being watched.
1: Yeah. All the time. You're being watched now.
0: Gosh, I've rabbited on and you've been almost listening.
1: I have been listening. I shall be talking Extraordinary experience. Did you enjoy talking?
0: It was weird. I didn't.
1: I found it quite uncomfortable. Okay, I won't... You didn't ha-
0: accuse me of any hate, <laughs> hateful crimes or I w- I w- anything.
1: I, I won't allow it to happen again. Good. You were accusing yourself of quite a few of them, so I let you... Is that right? ...hoist yourself by your own petard. Thanks. Okay, uh, can you stop hoisting your petard now, please?
0: Nope. You have to appreciate quite how well hoisted I am. Put the patard. Before I'll put my patard away. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Goodbye. Look, 58 minutes, nearly Uh, an hour. A crime. A shocking crime. Bye-bye. Bye, Nick.